Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to the Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and it is a pleasure to speak to you again. I know we had the last week off as I was jaunting about WrestleMania. There's a vlog up on my YouTube channel right now, youtube.com forward slash Miller Report Rules, if you'd like to watch it. Uh, I was also going to try and do um, you know, one of the solo podcasts live, but time just got away from me, uh, as I was saying to, to people yesterday. I've had jet lag before, but I've never had such a crazy few days where I just gave up sleep. I'm not complaining, by the way, just so everybody knows. But yeah, Thursday the I got back. I was like, I'm going to get make sure I do a live podcast today. I was like, I can't do it. My body just gave up on me, and I was like walking around and still feeling like I was going to fall asleep. So for the first time in my life, I thought, Simon, you better take your foot off the gas a little bit. But that was 24 hours ago, and I knew I could get one done today. So I, as I always like to do in what would technically be the second episode of the week, I reached out to my patrons. You can support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash Simon Meta 316. And amazingly. I got the man who debuted on this podcast one week after last year's WrestleMania. It is my good friend, Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Good, good. Glad to be back for another chaotic conversation of a wrestling show that ended, I think, four minutes ago. <laughs> so, well, that's where we're going to start. Obviously, it's the first time I've done one of these since WrestleMania 35. Obviously, you can get a lot of my opinions over on what culture wrestling uh, with the ups and downs and the Y series and all that kind of all that kind of nonsense. But man, let's just get into a conversation about it. This is why it's great to have someone like yourself on, because I know you're a long-term fan. Uh, people that have been listening for a while know how you how you see wrestling. I think, you know, by and large, everyone agrees that seven and a half hours is too much pro wrestling. I, I, I think you'd be hard to find any kind of entertainment, film, book, whatever. Well, maybe not book. But anything that takes seven and a half hours it, it is too much. But just give me your... No, don't just give me your opinion on WrestleMania. Because obviously there's NXT, there's Raw, there's SmackDown. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry about that. That was fun. Uh, I liked it. This is why I like live podcasts. You never know what's going to happen yet. Just give, give, me your, <laughs> no. give me your like opinion on the whole weekend. Because obviously the Raw and SmackDown ratings came in too. And they were a lot lower than people were expecting. And I, t- I understand there's other reasons that, that tie into that. But I absolutely think one of the reasons is, after you've watched seven and a half hours of WrestleMania, do you really want to tune in to watch three hours of Raw? I don't think you do. For me, it was just like, so... It's funny, like, my wife just... I can't, she puts up with wrestling... So, like, I wonder a couple weeks ago, I'm like, okay, look, on Sunday, I'm giving you a multiple-week warning. You're losing <laughs> this, this This Sunday is gone. And she's like, it's, I'm like, it's not – long story short, all Sunday. And so we we sat down to watch it, and she was like, well, I guess at least Charles gets to see the demon and Becky Lynch. And I'm like, eh, well, sort of. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, this thing might not end until 1 in the morning. <laughs> of and course, she yeah. was like, And you can't stay up that huh? late, right? Of course he can't stay up that late. He's a child. And she was like, it's four o'clock and you've already turned this thing on. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. Um, but back to your question, like turning on Raw the next day, it was just like, okay. Uh, it was like you said, it, it, you're, you're, one, you're tired. And since they've convinced us over the last year that continuity is not the number one thing in their, 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 how they do things anymore. You didn't know where it was going to go, but you were almost so tired you didn't. It's like the worst thing about it is not caring where it goes. Yes, I know. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think when you have, you know, I, I, I will say this. I, I thought it went 
faster. Let me rephrase that. I thought, it, given what they were trying to do, I thought the show was actually quite well paced. You know, I actually thought the way they put it all together, at no point did I think, oh, I'm really bored. But I certainly thought to myself around about, it was mostly after Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan was done. I was like, imagine this was the end of the show. And that was the last thing that we've got. I think that would just portray a much better, not portray a better image, but I think it would make fans feel more exciting. Like they wanted to tune into Raw to see what was going to happen. And that was my big thing. I was like, I can completely understand why someone would go, you know what? I'll skip Raw and SmackDown next week. I'll come back for the draft, uh, you know, in eight days time. Because I know more's going to happen there anyway. And I, I don't want to sound like I was down on WrestleMania 35. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good show. I like the fact that WWE made it a feel-good show. Obviously, Kofi, Seth, and Becky all won. But, you know, I just don't think... I just don't think seven and a half hours is a good idea. That's it. That's my point. I just think well, it's too long. I wanted to make... You said something two weeks ago that I wanted to comment because I completely agree about that Becky Lynch lost that thing that made her unique. And I was watching it on WrestleMania. Like, she had that quirkiness before, right? The goggles and the, like, steampunk. And then when she did the man character, she had the, like, you know, like, I'm the best. Like, that, like, stone-cold-like tinge. Mm. It kills me every time she comes up. It's so great to be back in Boston. I'm like, oh, great. More generic baby face stuff that's going to ruin this character. It's like I liked it so much better when Vince didn't care about you. But <laughs> I just wanted to say you're right. She's lost the thing that made her unique. In my opinion, now they're they're letting the air out of the balloon very slowly. If it stays there, it's because of Becky. But they're writing her like generic white meat baby face, and that wasn't the man. And, it, and I just – She's put so much work into this. I just want to say I agree with you because that uniqueness is gone. Don't get me wrong. I still love that character. Hell, I had a The Man shirt on when I watched WrestleMania. But they are taking the uniqueness out of her, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I know I know what you mean, man. She does – look, and it's not just – you know, this is a, a criticism of – uh, WWE for a while, a lot of people have said that when you get moved into the, I mean, for example, Roman Reigns, right? When Roman Reigns got moved into that position, all of a sudden people are like, why are we treating him like the new John Cena? Which we were. I'm not saying they're doing that with Becky Lynch, but she, it's much like when they turned her heel after SummerSlam, right? When they did that, it was very much, oh, you the fans, you've never been behind me. And everyone in unison went, well, that's not true, Becky. So like, we, 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 we love you. But of course, they were following the template that they had. And, yeah, you know, Becky Lynch is still, you know, I was there for Raw and SmackDown and, and WrestleMania. I, I see the absolute outpouring of love for her. And I think it's fantastic given when you know her whole story. But yeah, I think there is just a small element of something has changed that, you know, something is different than it was before. And I think I preferred how it was before. And it could just be a fact of. Yeah, playing up to the fans too much, losing the quirkiness, losing the edge. But, you know, I, we just have to wait and see. But I was glad that she well, won. I, I, I was glad that I, some people thought she wasn't going to win. And I was always like, mm, I don't think they, I think they'd be crazy to oh, do that. Oh, I think that, that in the make us happy category, if they wanted to burn that building to the ground, have Charlotte pin Becky or whatever. But I was going to mention to you, I had the, so Monday, because, you know, I love to stay on topic. I never bounce around. I heard a lady in her office. She walked over and she's like, you watch wrestling, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you know what? And she was mad. And she was at Sasha Banks. And I was like, I didn't know you watch wrestling. Well, she was that Wendy Williams thing that I had never heard of. Oh, yeah. But she was mad that this lady no-showed Wendy Williams' show. And that kind of transitioned me everything that was going on with her this week. But it was just, I'm so, wrestling has become so not popular and so not in the mainstream i was just surprised they ran the person asked me about it and it ended up being tied to a you know a talk show 
Yeah, I think that's true. You mentioned the Wendy Williams show as well. We should talk about it just as it's come up and it's news and it's quite topical. Obviously, it came out this morning that Sasha Banks apparently tried to quit the WWE. Uh, and the reason I mentioned the Wendy Williams show is that's, a, that's another appearance she pulled out of, I presume, because basically, it, it, this is all speculation, but it certainly sounds like when Sasha Banks found out that A, she was going to lose the tag team titles at Mania, and B, it does now actually seem like there was going to be some kind of angle with Alexa Bliss, Bailey, and Sasha Banks where Alexa Bliss would come out on top. Sasha Banks decides she had enough and she kind of walked out. Now, again, we're all going with the reports and the rumors, but it seems like she's gone on holiday to take some time to think about things. But that would have been a scheduled WWE performance and that's why they've cancelled it. There was some backlash there, but I think it's now well, I think it's now calmed down. But yeah, I mean that's you know that that, that was kind of breaking news this she's morning. She's been in WWE now for what? Five years? A long time, yeah. I mean it's not like, oh wow, Vince changed his mind. What happened? Like she might not like it, but I mean, to have not, I mean, this is what he does. Like, I hate to be that guy, but I was listening to Wrestling Observer Live and Lance Storm and those guys talk about, like, you know, the most important thing to wrestlers aren't belts and titles, it's money and taking care of their family. And I get that I think her and Bailey saw those belts as something special, that they were doing something. But I, to be. Vince changed his mind. It's like, go talk to Roman Reigns about that and ask him how he feels. Go talk to all these other people that the night of when their dad tried to kill people around them because they didn't know. But Monday night when I was like, is Bailey grabbing the rope to get a dirty pin on Alexa? Yeah, that was and weird. I was like, clearly they're doing something with her. And I, oh man, I hope it's a heel turn. because Not because I want one, but because the internet will be so much fun and I will love it. Because I don't know what you do with a hugger if she's a bad guy. <laughs> Just oh, actually, you know what? That, there's a there's a terrible line you could go down there. Let's absolutely not do that. Um, I, but I just I think the, the thing that really gets me about the Sasha Banks thing is there's a lot of vitriol online, as there always is. But people saying, "Oh, she just she should just accept her lot," and you know, she was given this and she didn't do that, and she does that. Like, I really don't get any of that. I think just as it's WWE's prerogative to treat their performers in terms of storylines, however the hell they want, and I'm allowed to sit here and go, "Well, I don't agree with that," but I agree with that. Sasha Banks is also allowed to turn around and say, "Well, I think more of myself, and I don't think you're utilizing me to the best of my abilities. I want to go somewhere else." Like, I don't understand it just really baffles me that anybody would have you don't know what's going on well, inside somebody's head like i mean you can argue she, that you know she's had the opportunities but maybe she wants more what's i want more opportunities what's wrong with that i think also she's also the she's not as she doesn't care as much about she's not so pr friendly yeah that's like, true she's yeah, more yeah, likely to get honesty idea. out of her than about anybody else like the whole thing when uh you know don't bother me at 5 a.m for an autograph that her being honest and she does seem like wrestling means more to her than just a paycheck. But I just keep going back to like, if you've worked for Vince for more than a cup of coffee, if you're surprised he changed his mind, I'm, I'm confused. I mean, they said they had to beg the man to give them belts for years. And, you know, I, I didn't think, I mean, honestly, and to be fair, the Iconics were an actual tag team. I'm glad they got the belts because they need to put those belts on tag teams. They might as well have put them on you and Adam. And it made as much sense as some of these tag teams. <laughs> I'll take it. You know I'll what I mean? It. Like, they just put people together. Like, the Iconics made sense. Like, you know, what do y'all call them? Sex and violence or fire and desire. But, like, it's more organic because Bailey and Sasha were always just shoved together anyway. That's just me thinking out loud, I guess. No, I totally get it, man. Look, go back to what you said about Sasha Banks meeting fans. You know, if somebody asked me my opinion on that, I'd say, well, actually, I think maybe... 
that's not the best way to handle that. And I think maybe you should always appreciate the right fans. I know there are some bad fans too. So, you know, I, my, my point being is, is that there's, there's always room for opinion, but you never know what's going on in someone's head. And much like any job, if you feel like you're being underutilized and you know that you've got to make a change, that's on you. And I don't, under, I don't understand the criticism. And yeah, I know Sasha Banks, you know, headlined the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, first Hell in the Cell with women and, you know, and, and all of that. But maybe she's seen Becky Lynch, Charlotte and Ronda in the main event of WrestleMania. She did an interview at the end of January where she said if anybody else made event in Rainier women-wise before her, she'd be devastated. So maybe now she thinks that this isn't the place for me. I need to go, out, go elsewhere to, to refine myself. I don't think we should ever, you know, jump down people's throats too much and we don't know everything that's going on. Uh, but going back to WrestleMania, I mean, did you have a personal highlight? I mean, I imagine it would probably be Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Like, I'm really happy there was no shenanigans there. I thought Daniel Bryan did a wonderful job in making sure he, you know, he really played himself up as the bad guy with all the mock yes chants and the way he kind of rose from the depths before he put on the LaBelle lock. And Kofi Kingston to me, and I'll be the first one to say, you know, a year ago, if you had said to me, do you want Kofi Kingston to ever become WWE champion? I'd be like, yes, but it's not something I, th- I thought about much just because of the way that he'd been kind of treated for the last few years because he was part of the New Day, which were always seen as a as a comedy act. But, you know, it really just felt like the, the culmination of a impromptu but awesome story that I think, yeah, was the most satisfying thing I saw not only at WrestleMania but all weekend. It was just lovely to see an outpouring of love for someone and, you know, the whole you deserve it thing. Well, it's, it's made up at the end of the day. I mean, no one really deserves anything. But for a guy that's put a lot in and maybe not as got as much out as he prob- potentially should have done, I loved it. I thought it was just excellent all round. Well, it goes back to like, yeah, that was the pop for me because that story hadn't run out of steam like Becky's had. And it was organic. And Daniel Bryan did a magic, did a, such a great job of telling that story to help Kofi. The old man in me, I think my biggest smile of the night might have been John Cena. Because when I saw those word life rings, I about <laughs> fell over. Great surprise but there, right? I, it was just like, so I actually wasn't watching. I had left wrestling in 99. And like I said, I didn't come back for 20 years. But I was always aware of Cena from friends of mine that did. So I'd seen some of the rapper gimmick. But for PR friendly, you know, I make movies now John Cena to call, you know, Elias a shih tzu. There was there was a lot of humor in that for me. I know. I, I, lo- no, uh, I love the line I about the, the fingers as well. I think the timeline hurt them. Sorry, what was that, man? I feel bad for Becky and them because they were just on so late and there was no way they were going to get the pop. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that I think people would have wanted. Well, that's the problem with Raw as well, right? Everyone now says, oh, I can't believe so-and-so main evented Raw and they come out, uh, you know, with 15 minutes of the show left. But really, you think to yourself, that's not the main event anymore because so many people tune out. I mean, you know, you look at the the raw the raw ratings for the for the night after Mania, and hour one is good, hour two dips a bit, and hour three, so many people have gone because that is just that's just the way of things. So the main event, as we know it, I think it does get watered down and circumvented a little bit when you have seven and a half hours. What did you think of the finish, which obviously caused some controversy too? I get not wanting to tap Ronda out because she's never tapped out. Yeah, and I, they find that referee. They said for. A sh- counting when the shoulder came off even though he said he was worried if he screwed it up he'd screw up the finish that's why he kept counting it's just those the fact that Corey made such a big deal out of it which he probably wouldn't do unless vince told him it just seemed like clearly it looks like when she rolled her up she didn't get the full roll up that she wanted and then they said afterwards ronda wasn't happy 
I don't think Ronda was happy, mad that she lost. It seemed to me like Ronda was confused at how she lost. Yeah. I mean, but no, I, I hate it because it's not like, of course, if she taps her out, like that's that great clip at the, at the video package they'll inevitably do for the culmination of Becky's story. But it was a wonky ending that I think a lot of people were just so tired too. But yeah, it was a weird roll up and yeah, it was just kind of con- uh, convoluted. What about the opener, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar? Because I actually, I mean, I popped huge for that. I just, you know, to me, if you're not going to main event, because I understand there's still a specialness in that, regardless of time, I think you want to open the show because I think you get a hot crowd. I think people are desperate to just cheer and boo exactly like they're like. And I tell you, I like what they did with Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. I saw loads of people saying, oh, he kicked him in the balls. It's 2019. No, that was really good. It was really good. because I like the fact, yeah. I, it, I cannot beat you the right way. You know what? I'm going to kick you in the nuts and take your belt. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin used to do shit like that all the time, and nobody cared. Seth Rollins can get away with it, especially because he was well, you know, he didn't hide away from it. He was honest about it. it you know, Brock, you know, the beating Brock gave Seth before the bell, I thought made Brock look just ridiculous. And the way he then sold everything after it, like all of it, the whole thing, I thought was really well done. I thought it made, you know, it really got something out of the crowd which made sure they were they were hyped for maybe longer they would have been knowing they had such a such a long a long show in mind and look it was again it was the right result Seth Rollins is a universal champion Brock Lesnar's got away from while whether he'll turn up in UFC or come back to WWE we don't know but I tell you I I am I'm all on board with this I I just it, it excites me about the direction that, that that we're going in and I'm still not bored of Brock but I certainly think it was time to get the belt off Brock and I got that and I got it in a in a fire opener so, yeah, you know, two thumbs up from me. So I never saw heel Seth. Like, somebody told me the other day that, like, you have to hear him laugh. I've not heard him laugh yet. I'm going to do that later <laughs> on. But everyone keeps telling me that what they wanted, they like, now that Seth's done this, this is your Seth heel turn for Roman at SummerSlam or something like that. But sadly, I think we're going to get Roman versus Corbin because there's no God. Um, but, no, I love the way it finished. I just kept, like... I get it. You cannot keep the belt on Brock. He's never there. Like it had to come off him, but like for the first time ever, I was mildly open to Brock keeping it. That moment when they were on raw and it was when Heyman and him were up there talking and Brock plays that character so well, he knows when to put the belt in there. He knows when to smile at him and go, yeah, I've got the belt. Kiss my ass. Like he plays it so perfectly where after a while, you're like, you know, if he only would just show up a little more. But no, I was ecstatic because now the belt's back on Raw. I just don't know if. I'm not a huge. I mean, Seth is fine. I don't know if Seth's the guy that carries your company. If that, I don't know if that makes sense or not. I don't think he's Cena. I don't think he's Hogan. I don't think he's that guy. I think that's an interesting point because I see a lot of people saying that. A lot of threads pop up over the internet. They don't really get Seth Rollins. I think now we find out. I think now's the time. I mean, I heard, again, to me, it's a lot of the... It, we know he can go in the ring. So to me, it's mostly about how he connects with fans and the reactions he gets. And look, in the, you know, in the buildings, you know, even at... You know, I've watched it back on TV now as well, you know, Mania and Raw. He does get, you know, some of the biggest reactions on the show. So... I also I, don't know if WWE likes the fact that we've seen all his man parts either. 
Well, I imagine they, they don't want to talk about that. I do find it hilarious. It kind of sort of came out this weekend just because weird people on the internet. He is dating Becky Lynch now. Well, that certainly seems to be the case. So That's really... hysterical to me. I, I, I thought that was so funny. I just think it's the fact they were both, you know, jarbing on about who's the man back in the day. And now they're, I just, I just those, those things always sort of put a little smile on my face. But I, I was going to say one thing I wanted to compliment Seth on was, like, I know he had his cash in against Brock and uh, Roman, but like, this is your universal championship match. This is your moment. This is your time. And he said everything correctly. I think everybody was waiting for him to even remotely hint at the fact that he wanted to main event. Like he played, he said everything correctly. He handled it perfectly where I think everybody was going to look for anything he would have said that would have said anything other than I think the one should be the main event. I wished it was me. So I gave him credit for that. I didn't think a lot of that came up, but I thought that there's a lot of guys that probably would not have swallowed that as well as he did. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I'd say, I think there is something to Seth Rollins. I hope they don't do anything between him and Roman Reigns. I, I, I just don't think that I, I want to see it. I mean, talking of Roman, what did you think about the Roman-Drew McIntyre match? I thought it was okay. But to me, it was just it was just there. It was a raw match. and That was my laundry folding match. Yeah, I, mean, it I was tell you, that's true. You got to take a break somewhere and... I wanted to make sure I didn't miss Finn Balor as he's the demon that looks like he's drinking milk because he can't keep a tongue in his mouth. Um, <laughs> but it it was fine, but it's like – it's hard to do these grudge matches when there's like nothing that shows the sign of the rage that you would have thought they brought in. Like, you know, no blood, no those kind of – and I'm not that guy that needs to see like puddles of blood everywhere. But like this is a feud where this guy called out your family and – there's not that extra step of like hostility, like the Becky Lynch, the thing when they shoved them all in those cop cars and people were talking about how great that was. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, one, we all saw that storyline 20 years ago, probably better. And it was the first time around, but in a PG environment, I think the Rome, if the Roman thing could have had more weapons or more blood or more of that, I think it would have been better, but it was just, where it was on the card, it didn't involve a belt. People are already starting to turn back on Roman, even though it's quiet and it's not building up big. I'm with you. It just kind of was a match that was on a card that I could have lived without. Yeah, but I think maybe that was for the best this year, given everything that's happened with Roman and the vitriol that he did get when he main evented the last four WrestleManias. To me, when it comes to Roman Reigns these days, it's more about what he's been through and where he's going as opposed to individual matches. Like To me, he's a beacon of hope. I know that sounds very over-the-top and hyper, hyper, you know, hyperbole, but that is how I see it. I just think it's, I just think it's amazing what he's gone through and to even get back into a wrestling ring. I, mean, I don't know much about leukemia treatment, but I imagine that it's, that it's not fun. Um, I think it was a missed opportunity to not have Drew McIntyre run in during the title versus title match on Raw the following night because I think that would have got his heat back straight away, especially because what they did Why do... Why in with the, the world did they pick the bar? <laughs> I don't know, honestly, man. I'm a positive human being, but that was just a mistake. It was, <laughs> it was just a I mistake. I was like, huh? I don't know, man. I really don't know. It was it was the strangest thing ever. I was cracking up live. And that all the people to send through. I mean, credit to WWE. They did try to make amends, uh, try to explain it the following night on SmackDown where they said, look, we came in because 
because we knew you were going to lose the world title and SmackDown can't lose its world championship to those guys over on Raw. So at least there was there was kind of some some logic to it. But yeah, it didn't. I think Drew McIntyre would have been perfect in that spot. I, I really, really do. Especially because the rumor has been it's going to be Seth versus Drew. And if it is going to be Seth versus Drew, what a great way to set that up. You even could have had, you know, Seth and uh, sorry, Drew and Brian attack to carry on the Brian, the Brian Kofi thing. So what that was, I'll never know. It's just very strange. I will say one thing, uh, and this is, again, a sidestep, because my three-year-old son's favorite wrestler by a mile is Alexa Bliss. And so he wasn't very happy that, you know, she was hosting and not doing anything. Yeah. But them marching her out as the, I think it was the third match on Raw the day after Mania, it seems less like, she, I mean, we know she was hurt and then came back for the Rumble. It seems like after Ronda did what they did to her, I think, Maybe Vince and them were self-aware enough to not put the five-foot blonde back in the ring till the UFC fighter went away. Because it looks more – it was just interesting, but I think they were like, let's keep her on TV, but she's not a realistic wrestler until Ronda's gone. But I thought that was real weird for her to come in, and when I saw Bailey, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. And I was like, this was two minutes long. And, you know, I, it was just – it was interesting for me that she didn't do one thing for what – 10 months except for the rumble and then she wrestles the night after mania so it seems like it might have not been injury related it might have been story related maybe i mean i i i don't really have any insight to that i thought she uh, what she did on raw i thought was okay uh, there's all these rumors now that apparently bailey is also frustrated and maybe going to smackdown or maybe leaving the company too i mean i don't know how much how much truth there is to that i think now I, that would be one if I'm, I'm not one of these people that believes like one person makes a company but i've said before i went h and I went and saw WWE Live when they came to San Antonio again like a month or so ago. And there were a bunch of people next to me in Bailey clothes. And I had told them, I was like, sorry, I don't get it. And they were like, I was like, I've, and I said, I've seen her on the main roster. Like, well, that's the problem. And it makes me think like that's a character that if she popped on TNT or wherever they are as, you know, not Bailey, like she could take little girls with her. Cause I've never seen someone that gets a pop, even though they do book her as bad as she does like she could be a woman that would actually i think that could really hurt wwe and i don't say that much because you know it, that would just be shocking but yeah she might actually have more negotiating clout than a lot of them maybe i mean i, th- I think they all do to a certain extent obviously because wwe are worried about you know AEW and those, and those kind of stuff especially after the chant on raw but i i, I think it's more of a you know, uh, the, the perception, I think, is the worst thing. If a bunch of guys leave WWE because they're not happy and now believe they can get success elsewhere, that doesn't look great. It doesn't look great from a WWE perspective, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure they don't want it. So, but yeah, that was just hey, not a PG show, is it? Isn't that one of their things? We don't know yet, man. I mean, I guess it depends what... At the moment, they're apparently going to be on TNT, and if they're on TNT, I know that they've got, they're, quite, uh, they're quite smart with that stuff. But I think you can still have a PG show and push it you know, push it more than maybe WWE does. But you certainly don't want everybody walking out. I think that's the, that's the big key. That's the thing. That's the key. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd always see. That just popped up earlier. That popped up earlier. We'll have to see, we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, what Sorry to not track you there. No, that's what it's all about, man. You, you, you throw stuff in there. I mean, I, I don't want to go through every single match at WrestleMania because that would be ridiculous. But I do – what did you think of the Randy Orton versus – AJ Styles match. So I've watched it back on TV and I watched it there and I thought it was enjoyable, but I'm surprised about how 
lackluster it was in the sense that nothing really happened on the night other than AJ Styles winning cool. But there was no real fallout on SmackDown either. I know AJ Styles got injured, but there was not even a mention of it. And I was well, just a little so, surprised by that. I agree. So I think one of the most organic segments on Raw or SmackDown in the past couple years was when they got in the ring and he made fun of his bootleg diamond cutter. And like, that was organic. That's the way somebody would actually talk crap to somebody else. And I was like, wow, this makes sense. Like they were doing things that were logical. And so you're like, okay. And so that made me care about this match, but you're right. It made me, it was just kind of a, just a match. And it didn't really do anything for either one. I guess uh, AJ's hurt or could be hurt, but like, there, it was not a conclusion to much of a storyline, like they always say. Like, I'm with you. I couldn't agree more. It's just because they made me care by what they did on the buildup. But yeah, at the at WrestleMania itself, it, also it followed up Brock and Seth, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think people were coming off that high. So that probably didn't. It seemed. I mean, they had the. I mean, you got to kind of ride the wave with a show that's that long. But no, I'm with you. It was just a match. Yeah, and I got nothing wrong with that. Honestly, that that that's fine. But I was just surprised. And I think, like you say, especially because we were coming off the, the really sort of hot opener. I think that was the idea. I think they were meant to smash it. But I don't know. I was just a bit like, it, was like, it wasn't bad. I don't think there's two people hey, could have bad the Hall matches. of Fame? No, no. I was at the G1 Supercard. But I certainly did hear about the Hall of Fame very quickly when everything went down. I still can't believe it. If we, hey, we should talk. We haven't talked about that. I still... I'll never be able to understand why anybody would go to an event and not only try to make the show about themselves to that degree, but would attack, would attack a man that's not only a so, legend within the sort of business he's meant to love, but also a stroke victim. I think it's the one of the most embarrassing things. I kind of said it to things. my wife. It might not carry over to England, but over here they talk about like the Kennedys. Like it's a family that just bad things happen. Now there it's real tragic with deaths and all. But I told, I was trying to tell my wife, I'm like, after the small circle of hell this business has put Bret Hart through, mm. when he's trying to do a Hall of Fame speech for his dead friend, for his dead friend, that's, I know. That's and I'm the like, other thing. I hate to be that guy, but it could have happened to anybody else. But dear, if, if I'm Bret at this point, it's like, man, like, can I just get a break? Like, but I was gonna say, I, I did. I love the Tory line, you know, helping you all through your puberty. I laughed pretty hard at that one. Yeah. Um, but no, the Bret Hart thing, by the way, I think now you got to put Keebler in the Hall of Fame. That's a whole different story. But uh, I just thought that was so, – and he apparently he'd been tweeting crazy things and just – I'm shocked. that Security must be awfully bad to get him all the way in the ring. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened with that. It's, the whole thing was just bad. There's no, there's no two ways about it. It's just – you should I mean, a there should never be the thought and unfortunately there should be the precautions in line to make sure it doesn't happen i just you know if you want to break it right down as well i just don't think you should be rubbing rugby tackling what 61 year old men or however old bret hart is just don't do it that seems to be a good way to live this. your life I, that lick that dash wilder put on him on the way out that knocked him out and then the shot that travis brown because travis brown got to him first and then Ronda Rousey right after. But there were a couple shots in there that, or, like, like he got his, I guess you want to say, comeuppance, if you will. Like, they got him pretty good on the way out. Yeah, I mean, I mean the problem with that is, and I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, you cross that line, it's fair game. But surely from a, well, from what people that I know that don't watch wrestling and from a devil's advocate point of view, that kind of has fallout as well. Because I had loads of people asking me, well, why did all the wrestlers, you know, kick the crap out of him? It's like, well, that's just, you know, that's what happens. 
But that doesn't really stand true to a wrestling fan. Do you know what I mean? That they, sorry, non-wrestling fans. They yeah. don't get it. They don't well, get you it. Well, saw that British, British Bulldog's son said he didn't initially come out because he wasn't sure if it was a work or not. Well, yeah, exactly, right? Which goes to... And that's the other thing people talk about. That it's not. I'm not blaming WWE, just so everybody knows. I just no, mean... No, no. Yeah. Just in general, when... That's, that's why the whole thing was bad and why that guy even putting you know, wrestling in that situation to begin with was bad. Because like I said, my dad, for example, my dad straight away said, well, was it, you know, was it fake? And I said, no, it was real. And his next question is, well, why did I see all these gifts of wrestlers kicking the crap out of him? And you try and explain that's just sort of wrestling code, but they don't get that. They just see it as, a, as, an, as an attack because, you know, if it happened in football or basketball or baseball, it just, you wouldn't get the same, you wouldn't get the same treatment. And hey, but that's neither here nor there. The, the point is, I think you always have to focus on the person that did this. The guy that did it is an absolute piece of crap as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's, I agree. It's I will say, the only thing I will say about the Hall of Fame is like over here in baseball, right? They tried for years to ignore the steroid era. Like everybody who was in it, we're just going to act like they weren't there and never pay attention to them where they've slowly integrated back in. And now by putting Tori Wilson in, I'm wondering if the women we don't talk about anymore start following suit. Yeah. Like now do your Sables, do your Keeblers, do your other ones. Like now that they've kind of opened that gate – they can probably acknowledge an era that they might otherwise wouldn't have. Mm. I don't think they should too. Like I had no problem with Tori Wilson going in because I, I basically see it as, well, she was put in a position, you know, a situation to fill a certain position. She did that. What else was she meant to do? And she did it. Well, I don't mind if you put Stacey Keebler in. I don't mind. I mean, maybe there were some I'd raise an eyebrow to, but ultimately I don't get too funny. Well, yeah, about of that course because- there's, yeah. You yeah, know, there's a few, of course. Yeah, the, but the WWE Hall of Fame to me is more about just honoring people for their hard work as opposed to for their successes. That's how I've seen it. And that's why I don't really mind who goes in. I'm like, look, man, if you're happy, good, great. I don't, I'm not going to overthink it. And I was going to mention, circling, you, the, you were talking about the tag titles earlier for the women. When they, entered, when they introduced the tag titles, right, they had to make tag teams. Yeah, where, yeah, like, yeah. It seemed like if anything was needed to me and what I wish they'd have done better, they need a women's mid-card belt desperately i agree yeah i I, I totally agree with that they've got between ruby sonia deville i could name off 20 women where you had to be like okay i got an idea naomi and carmella y'all are friends this week because we got to fill out a match yeah where if they could have done something for like a women's tv title intercontinental european that's a like Every week I watch Ruby get jobbed out, I'm like, Jesus, she's really good. And she just gets in her teeth kicked in because she's not going to get a belt put on her. And it's like, they needed that much more, in my opinion, than a tag title. No, I do. I think that's a great shout, especially coming out the other side of, of, of WrestleMania. I think, you know, tying back into the Sasha Banks thing, I actually, you know, regardless what other segments we can get into, I do agree that keeping the belts on Sasha Banks and Bailey were more important than anything else because then you establish those belts as something that's important. What I think we've done now, and actually I quite like the Iconics as champs. They wouldn't have been my picks, but I thought what they did on SmackDown was really funny. I thought it was really, really good. I think there's an entertaining story in there. But too many titles lose their allure simply because they're not allowed enough time to be established or they get thrown around so much, you, 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 see, you, know, you don't care. I mean, the fact that we had a title versus a world title versus world title match on Raw, and yet it didn't break through. You know, people tuned out, even though they'd already tuned into the show, they stopped watching because they were like, well, I, I, this doesn't interest me enough. Goes to show what do where- you think about the ratings? I'm not, I'm not a big ratings guy, but the fact that people didn't turn on Raw before or after Mania. I, I'm like you. I don't think that we as fans have to worry about ratings. But as a nerd, I love chatting about them because I think it's – I like trends, right? I like to see how people are reacting to wrestling. 
And the fact we didn't get a 3 million average rating for the WrestleMania after all, and the SmackDown pretty much did exactly the same as it did last week, I find crazy. And to me, what it says is... How big was the Hogan pop at WrestleMania? It was big. And I I, I said on ups and downs as well, I had a lot of flack for this, but you've got to be true to yourself. I mean, the pop was huge, but I, I it, it kind of it rushed through me because I just didn't want to see him there. And I understand both sides of the argument. I do. No, well. I, I, yeah, me too. But, you know, I don't want anyone, I know people go crazy. And I, but as I keep saying, it's not, I'm not saying people go, oh, you justice warrior and all this. I'm not, I, I, my point is this, as a white dude, I don't get, you know, I don't have any say in terms of when he's forgiven or not. That's just how I see the world. And again, you're, you're free to disagree with me, but I know how I feel about it morally. And morally, I'm just like, I don't mind him being brought back into the fold. I just didn't need a moment like that personally. That's all I'm saying. And if you loved it, then that's good. Well, you know, I wonder sometimes, like, I was talking to my wife, and I catch, caught her up on the Hogan thing, and she was like, she's like, well, I'm fi-. she's like, as bad as that was, she's like, the one that I can't stand is Stone Cold. And I was like, really? And she's like, he's the one that beat the crap out of his wife. It's she true, more man. than just say mean things. It's true. And I was like, we've really let Stone Cold off the hook. Like, yeah. for some reason... We didn't make that stick to him after what happened. No, dude. I, and I, I've always, yeah. I guess I agree. I agree massively. And I tell you this, like, I bought, this is a really silly story, but it's true. I bought an Ultimate Warrior phone case a long while ago, and I, I, I stopped using it after a while because someone said something similar to me. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. I, I, without even thinking about it, I'd been a hypocrite there. And I think we do do that, not just as wrestling fans, but as human beings. You know, I, I think it all depends. And, and the other thing is that not this, this is not an excuse, but obviously when the Hogan thing happened, social media was a lot bigger. And therefore, I think it kind of, you know, got through the, 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 the obstacles a little bit. When obviously when Stone Cold did it, it was more in dirt sheets and behind the scenes. It was a bit more, you know, terrible use of term, but it was a bit more seedy in the way that we received our, our information. But I totally agree with you, man. Like, it, not everybody is is given the same. Oh, look, we're talking about Sasha Banks, right? The revival say they want to leave WWE, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah," and the Good Brothers, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, brilliant." Sasha Banks says, "Oh, you entitled asshole." I don't know why we do it, and it's not just wrestling fans; it's us as human beings. But you're right; everybody should you be held to task for that the stuff. Exact same thing you did. She was talking today. She's like, "If men do it, they're stern and they're standing up for themselves." And she's like, "If women do it, they're..." I'm not going to use that word. But, you know, the B word. She's like, if we, a woman's standing up for herself annoying and she needs to know her place. No, I do. But if a man does it, he's standing his ground. And no, I agree. No, it, 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 yeah, I, I do agree. And it, it's one of those things where y- you, can't, you can't justify it. It's just, it's just one of those things that happens. And it shouldn't happen. And it's really bad. But yeah, that, that was kind of, the, there's no point pretending otherwise. The Hulk Hogan, the, the pop was huge. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. But I was just amazed how I didn't react to it at all. My first, my, my initial reaction was just, oh, man, I don't want to do it. But hey, oh, man. Well, it, even if you take out all the stuff we found out, which is why I can't stand I'm actually with you. I'm with you on that. Like, say we never heard all that. Like, I don't need to pop. WrestleMania 3 happened when I was four. Like, I mean, it's just people say they're sick of Randy Orton's shtick. Like, the fact that they still pop for this guy, like, even without that stuff, I'm just shocked this many people still care about a guy that long. Yeah, no, he's, I, I guess that's the power of Hulk Hogan, though, right? Like, there are only a few stars. You know, I'd say Hulk Hogan made it to that level. Stone Cold made it to that level. The Rock certainly made it to that level. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, I think, Macho Man and, and the Ultimate Warrior. We've already talked about that. But I think those kind of guys, but they're few and far between. And because Hogan, I think, is the guy who almost wrote that rule book, 
He's always going to have a, a special place in people's hearts. And I understand it because when you hear and his According music, to Jim Cornette, he has a unique view of the truth, which always makes his storytelling unique. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, they just straight up called him a pathological liar. <laughs> By the way, I've said before, if you're a wrestling fan, I truly think Jim Cornette's podcasts are like mandatory listening. Oh, they're, they're fascinating. Uh, yeah, they're absolutely fascinating. It's so interesting because it's like good guys and bad guys. I, I, I just stumbled all, all, I've stumbled over stuff recently. And like, I loved his review of raw all that he did. I'm looking forward to what he says about WrestleMania, but like, it's interesting to hear a organic view of wrestling from someone who's still in it, but's been in it, but doesn't view all the new stuff as terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think Jim Cornette works internet fans quite well as well. I think he does know what he's doing. Just a personal oh, opinion. Yes. But again, I think for me, even if I don't agree with it, and this is this is my whole Twitter account, but even if I don't agree with it, I always want to hear all sides of somebody's wrestling story. And even if that doesn't necessarily match up to mine, as long as morally it's correct, like, you know, someone says something, I think, well, that's just morally irrehensible, then I won't agree. But I enjoy, even with the Sasha Banks stuff, I enjoy people coming back to me and say, well, actually, I see it like this. As long as they say it in a... In a, in a nice way, I think it's fine, but that's why how much your feed. I had we have a big screen TV in our break room here, so I put on some woke culture videos for some guys at the office to watch. Yeah, and they all made the same point when you make that comment. They're like, if Simon Miller's an asshole, he's a really bad one. <laughs> they were like, they were like, this is the nicest asshole because that line. Whenever you throw that line in, they're like. Not really. They were like, he's, they were like, he's bad at that. And I just wanted to. I thought that was funny. They were like, he's not really what I would deem an asshole. I was like, eh, it works for the internet. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. No, but that's the thing. I think. I don't know, wrestling fans, well, not wrestling fans, but anyone that's sort of a super fan of a niche, I think, kind of reacts that way. But look, that's why I think Jim Cornette and podcasts like that are fascinating. I don't agree with everything that he said, but I enjoy it. I enjoy I enjoy the, you know, and when he is being, say, non-character Jim Cornette, I actually think he's very appealing to listening to, and then he'll turn it on and try and wind people up. I'm like, nah, don't necessarily. So who do you want to see get a big push now that we're in, you know, the new season, quote-unquote, of WWE? Where do you want it to go from here if you were there? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what they do with Lars Sullivan. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm on board the Lars Sullivan train, but look, as I've always said, if you're going to bring somebody in, bring them in with a purpose. Like, bring them in like you mean it. And any guy that well, comes sure in... Well, sure looks Kyrie and them are coming up. That'll be nice. Yeah, that's cool. And again, uh, you know, if you want to get the tag team titles on them quite quickly, I'd be okay with that. Again, big push for Lars Sullivan. Let me see how it goes. Seth Rollins is champion. I like it. Kofi, Kofi Kingston's the only one I have a question mark over. Not from my point of view, from WWE's point of view. You know, I don't are know... Are you shocked? <laughs> are you shocked Shayna didn't get called up either? Well, I, th I still think she could, right? We've got the shake-up next week. That's, 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 we're talking about the ratings. That's why I think a lot of people don't tune in. I think a lot of people are like, well, I can find out what happens on the Raw After Mania and watch the bits that I like. However, I know, given what WWE's done over the last few years, that the real big, oh my gosh, will happen the week after WrestleMania. Hence why people are like, I just wait for that. I'd imagine that show does a three million average, which is massive. But I think, I think Shayna comes up. I'd bring up the Undisputed Era. I would she's bring got up the belt on her. Well, they did with Kevin Owens, right? I think if you did with Kevin Owens, you, you, you can do it. Yeah, again. that's true. You're right. But You're I, right. I just think it's time. And I just think there's a, there's a gap in the market. And I think also. I didn't she, know how old she was. Well, that's, you took the words out of my mouth. Like, she's late 30s. She's 39. Yeah. But I, that's why she I think. She looks fantastic. I was just shocked. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I think it would be cool if she came up with the belt, though. Because she's legit. And even if you don't know she's legit, you'll know she's legit in around about three minutes when she kicks somebody's ass. Yes. So I think if there's she. There's an argument. She's one of the best heels in wrestling oh, I, she, I think in terms of characterization she's got it down but if she comes up with that title and 
somehow manages to defend it in both NXT and Raw SmackDown wherever she ends up. I just think that adds to her badassness. Like Oscar just gave it up, right? I think Shayna Baszler could absolutely well, follow that 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 mantle. So since we're saying this, are you looking forward to your why video on why they put Shayna Baszler as a ba- Shayna Baszler on a, as a baby face in WWE? <laughs> <laughs> I certainly would do that if it came. I don't. I I know what you mean, and they've surprised us before. But she's so good. She's so good at that character and she comes across like such an asshole intentionally so i think that would be doing her a disservice what i would like is like her to come up and i would like to keep her as strong as you can until ronda rousey's ready to come back because i think ronda rousey versus Shayna baser for obvious reasons is money is gold you have to introduce like Shayna to that main roster audience but it will work i can't wait to watch carrie sane's heel turn on raw next week so Oh, but no way! I, I think no, you're no, right. no way could they do? I don't believe it. You really are you? Do you you want to say you want to? You're comfortable with saying that that wouldn't happen? No, but if they tried, I'd be <laughs> flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. I just think she's too nice. She's too nice. No, I agree, but I just it's the gift and the curse, right? Of Vince, like Vince could look at her and be like, you know what? Pirates are violent. Pirates commit crimes. That's it. She's a heel. Yes, I like this. Oh, and you're like, dear. what do we, you know what I mean? Like, you could think she's Blackbeard by the time the show's over. That's but, true. It's true. I do, I hope they come. I know that Kari San had a big send off in NXT, so I do hope that she's coming up. I think that would be, um, yeah, I just think, I think it'd be all, I, I just think she's, she's ready made. So fingers crossed they need storylines instead of making tag teams out of singles people like ricochet and alistair black I, like- I, I agree with you but i really like that tag team at the moment and i don't know why i think it's because it actually even though i don't think this was the plan at least it feels like they had a plan for them and i think now when they actually do split off to be singles it will give them a bit more longevity a bit more life before they become part of the status quo i really have warmed to that tag team and i don't know why i think there's something about them it just it just so works for me. How long does Ricochet wrestle like that till he realizes he needs to change it to where he can wrestle for more than like the next three years? Who knows, man? There's always an exception to the like rule, they talk, right? Like his, I just like him. Or when you watch uh, uh, Amber Moon do that, the Eclipse, and it's like if you want like those like that kind of game, like if you're gonna wrestle, like he can't do that for any extended amount of time. On like, look at Jeff Hardy and all like. I guess don't look at Jeff Hardy. He's the one that I guess proves some of that stuff wrong. But like <laughs> somehow, yeah. I, and he even talks about now. He, he said the other. He said that he used to do a swan tom bomb where he took all the impact, and he said now he does it where they take all of it because there's nothing he can do about it. I'm I, I just I don't know. Ricochet to me, he does it so effortlessly. And he's obviously so talented when it comes to gymnastics and stuff. Maybe he can. Maybe he can sort of steer away from that. I tell you, the, the real, I, I love Ricochet. I think he's great. But to me, there is, Alistair Black has handled himself so well since coming up. I think even if you didn't know who he was, you're starting to care. I think there is something to Alistair Black. I think, because he, he, he even comes across as bigger than he actually is. Like, he's not actually that big of a dude. But the way he holds himself and his entrance, which I just think gets better and better. Kind of like AJ Styles. Yeah, exactly like AJ Styles. I think Alistair Black could be the dark horse of 2019, the irony. I but went I- back and watched some TNA. AJ Styles looked like a douche without the hair. <laughs> the hair was a good move for him. Oh, it made him look much, much, much better. He's still the best. But, AJ Styles is still but the no, best. But uh, no, yeah, I agree with you. They do a good job of making Ricochet not look small. But that also makes me think about think of all the hard work they're putting into EC3 at the moment. Well, I mean, that's why I think that's probably why I like those two as a tag team. Because otherwise, you get EC3s. 
And, you know, when, when you get EC3, it is just, it, I, just what was the point? Why did we even bother would be my, would be my big question. It was just such a waste of time all around. Why bring him in? Why bring him back? Why have all that time in NXT just to bring him up and be part of the under the giant battle royal where he gets thrown out third or whatever it was? Like I'm telling you, I can't wait for your video on why Shayna Baszler's a babyface on the WWE roster. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Terrible. What did you think about Triple H versus Batista? I finally got round. I think it played much better on TV than it did uh, than it did on uh, live. But as my so friend, the nose I, ring thing. I was at Hell in a Cell when. They did when Randy did the uh, ear turn thing on Jeff Hardy. Yeah. With the screwdriver. And that was much more gruesome to me than the ear thing. But again, it's a blood grudge match that you claim is the most important thing ever that went on for way too long between two old men who got gassed out with, you know, no blood. The, you can tell the weapon shots and how they're done. It just, again, it came off as something that was twice as long as it needed to be that doesn't express the rage that came along with, you know, give me what I want. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the exclamation point on that wasn't okay. Batista retired. He got his last match, but like, and we got to see Ric Flair, but I'm, there just wasn't that oomph and that and it was twice too, it was you know two times too long i think it was too long i, I do agree i think you could have knocked 10 minutes off it what did you think as a guy who obviously has got a kid we talked about that before and his uh his love for brock lesnar what did you think i assume he'd gone to bed at that point but i had a, i have a friend who watched it the next day with his kid and as soon as that came on he's like wait a minute this is a pg and he had to kind of jump forward past it so his kid didn't get any bright ideas so what I try to do with Giles is like, so he's three. And yes, I did name my son after a character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> but uh, I, I try to gauge it. Like I'll pretty much, as long as they have clothes on, and since I don't have to worry about that too much now, I don't generally turn him away unless like, like when he was watching Brock and Roman, when Roman got busted open at WrestleMania last year, when, all the, when he got started gushing, I yeah. got Giles out of the room. But like... I don't if they've got clothes on and there's not a gratuitous amount of blood and I don't hear him going to daycare with a sledgehammer. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, he's a three year old. Like the other day he ran into daycare yelling Lashley, Lashley. So I know he's going to do things he hears and sees. But uh, so far, so good. And, and like I haven't. What have I? What did my, my wife made me turn on? Oh. Again, so my wife actually had people over that stupid night with the Alexa Bliss bra thing where they walked in on her getting dressed. Oh, yeah, that's bad. And that's I bad. just told four people in my house, my three-year-old son's favorite wrestler is Alexa Bliss, so they could turn in there like, they glare at me, and I'm like, they have not done that in 20 years. That's not my fault. And I was like, I don't know why that segment happened, but I can tell you right now, my Giles looked at me so puzzled, because of course he's three, but like, that segment happened, he just looked at me. And I was like, you know, but like, it was like, that was one of those segments where you're like, why do I have to explain to other people why they just saw this when there's no <laughs> storyline reason for this to have happened? That's hard, man. It's a hard conversation to have with a three-year-old about the exploitation of sex. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's a, quite a lot. First, I had to have a leukemia conversation. Now this. Thanks, WWE. It's been yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, it makes so. me laugh. I agree with you. Go back to Triple H Batista. I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but there. Like, it, was, it, was, it was the longest match of the show, actually. It was 24 minutes and 45 man, seconds. And... We get it. You're important. Oh, these man. intros are... I didn't see the intro live and watching it back. Too much. Too much. There was too much. I, I like cool intros at WrestleMania, but... 
didn't work for me. No, nothing against it, just didn't work. Just, just... It's like his DX character watched Mad Max that spent way too much money on a bike and wanted to do the thing. It's just like, I get it. You can do it. No one's going to tell you no, but like, he's staring at 50. Are we going to watch a 60 year old man go through this stuff? Like, I mean, at some point, you know, I was kind of thinking, I really thought the best thing they could have done was have Batista win, retire, and then see Triple H officially go behind the scenes. But of course, that wasn't going to happen because of Saudi money and all that. But with yeah. the intro being too long, it was just weird. The other thing I think with the Triple H thing is when he does retire, I think it's going to be a bit more hoopla than that, right? I think there'd be a bit more of a, a shout out. Uh, I was I was all right with Batista losing. He seems like a happy guy. That's all I need to know. But yeah, I, I would have cut it down by maybe sort of knock off five to ten minutes. And yeah, the entrance was, was a bit much. Uh, just because I'm looking at the clock and it's slowly uh, creeping up on us. Take on Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Because I saw Baron Corbin on Raw. I saw the kind of heat that he got and the hate. And I actually thought, you know what? If we use this right, if we do treat it like Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman treated The Undertaker defeating the streak... I think there's something in this. I think it could be the thing that maybe defines Baron Corbin as a bad guy and hopefully gets him out of this lull that he's been in. Because I tell you, live, he's so easy to hate. I mean, I could see his Rolex flashing for where I was and I wasn't close. I don't know. To me, there is still something in Baron Corbin. We just need to tap into it. And obviously, I just, I, I'm with you. I, I, it just seems like when you talk to people, it's like, it's like turn off the TV heat. It's not nuclear like i want to watch this guy's face get beat in it's this guy again like they hate him so much they don't want to watch him i'm with you i think what barry corbin does he's actually really good at he's gotten a lot better on the mic the last year i think i don't know why he still wrestles like a tgi friday's employee now that he's not the general manager yeah i don't i don't but, i think it's just because it's different now but i yeah that i don't like it i don't know why i don't it just makes no sense to me but it, it i'm with you but I, he's almost got like what x-pac heat like I, I talk to more people who are sick of him than want to see him. And, you know, a great heel you want to turn back on the TV for. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Charlotte Flair be a good guy ever again. And real quick, since I know you're running out of time, I'm so glad they had heard of that triple threat because I think she's the best female wrestler probably walking the planet. Who's but that, it was sorry? one thing for her to not, to not get a moonsault in on WrestleMania. It just seemed like, you know, they the way they shoehorned her in, it's like, by the way, I love the fact she got a big entrance. Ronda got a big, big entrance, and Becky got like you know, you know, twirlers. Like, <laughs> but no, uh, back, yeah. So, I, 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 I still think putting Charlotte in there was was the right thing to do. I also think it was the right thing to do to give Becky both the belts. I think we can we can use we can use a lot Stop of this. Becky two belts. Yeah, I don't Jesus. I don't like Becky. I don't like Becky two belts either. I, it feels forced. Again, it feels forced. It feels like a marketing idea, which of course it was because the t-shirt came they out. They made her into Hulk Hogan. Every Monday, which welcome back. I'm like, Jesus, why don't you just have her kiss a baby on the way out to the <laughs> ring? Like, this isn't, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's the classic and thing. I love of, that character. Yeah, I, I do. love that character. It, it always reminds me of Naomi when she turned heel ages ago. And because she turned heel, she felt like she had to be, have some attitude. I thought, like, no, you don't know him. You can be the same person, but just have opinions I don't agree with. That's what a heel is. And you can behave in a heelish will. You don't have to have this like edgy attitude from nowhere. Elias nailed it for a couple of weeks and then went back to being a bad guy. But yeah, yeah I, uh, I, do, I, I do agree with you. I think the way they've treated him is nuts, but I won't lie. I, I enjoy every Elias segment I see. To me, he is my, uh, I can't even think of the right way. He's my breakout entertainment right now. I probably won't I, see any wrestling, but at least I'll have a good time. The coining line of WrestleMania for me is that you're not getting an AA, you're getting an FU. Oh, like, man. I... I was rolling. 
like oh and your shit like my movies like the stuff he was saying i was like this is so good and again i'm gonna be the guy screaming that the part-timer was the best thing on this show but the thing is if he had never left that character i don't think john cena ever gets booed that character is so much fun man the stuff he comes out with especially when he's taking the mick out of himself that's always a good way to enjoy yourself to a crowd and it wasn't pg then so he could say things that were just ridiculous i've gone back and watched old clips and i'm like whoa <laughs> oh man yeah well he dude he says some stuff that he should not have said as well he says some stuff oh, yes, that he absolutely no. shouldn't have said broke, yes i went back and watched the broke back mountain joke oh yeah yeah, 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 some yeah, of yeah. it does not age well man <laughs> but yeah when i when he comes out with the chain i saw the guy you interviewed with the word life shirt talk about oh no that might not have been you it was one of the other woke culture guys. I'm like, yeah, how do you know a... the word woke like? A word like. <laughs> oh, dear. I love it. I love it. Right, dude. So we've got five minutes left. The reason I wanted to speed up is I want your opinions on the Superstar Shake-Up that's coming up in about a few days. Who do you want to move where? What? Who do you want to be called up? What surprises do you want to see? Are they going to let us down? Are they going to overload SmackDown because they're moving to Fox? What's your opinion on it? Bailey goes to SmackDown. Agreed. Balor goes to SmackDown. Charlotte stays on SmackDown so you can keep her away from Becky. You're going to put, you know, uh, the sassy Southern Belle Raw to feud with Becky. Who yep. I loved how she did not sell her finisher the first night and then the second <laughs> yeah, night she did. She did just walked around. I forgot it was a finisher at first. But um, the thing about it is so now Ronda's gone. They need to be pulling over three and a half million people. I think, actually, you probably end up with Roman on SmackDown. Yeah, I do. I think you're right. Roman, Finn on SmackDown. You bring Bailey over. You keep Sasha on Raw so you can split them up and get them away from each other. That way you can get Sasha back into some form of a singles feud of some kind. And then it, I think you're, so you're going to flip the Intercontinental title and the TV title, which I think people forgot still exist. Um <laughs> With all the new people, because they haven't really established it, but I think the moves that have to happen, Finn needs to go to SmackDown. Yeah, like, I it, totally he agree. Needs to get off the land of the Giants. Oh, I think Braun. I think Braun goes to SmackDown only because of SmackDown going to Fox, or I would say Samoa Joe going to Raw. As good, I, I was going to say uh, uh, Samoa Joe goes to Raw, but now you've said that, I think you're right. I think that makes more sense, right? They need all the star power they can on that show to make people care, and I think Bailey brings girls, and they need you know, everything they've gotten. I don't know if Vince has it in him to not load up raw, but I no. So, oh, and another one that needs to happen. Ruby needs to stay. They need to break up the riot squad. So send, send Sarah Logan and what's her name to SmackDown. Keep <laughs> Ruby Riot on raw or the other way around. So you can respect Ruby, Riot And put those two, whatever you're going to do because the riot squad's completely destroying Ruby. And you also then have a tag team, right? Like, I don't yep. think anybody wants to see Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan as a singles. Not yet. You know, I'm sure maybe one day down the line. But as you mentioned earlier, then at least you can actually call them a proper tag team and hopefully build them up to the point people care. Ruby I, would be a great feud for Charlotte. Yeah, Because they had a good one a couple of years back. But it's just she's tied to this anchor of just being the people that they're the layup for everybody they're trying to get over. Yeah, no, dude, I, 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 Ruby Wright is better than people want- realize. Sorry, man? What do you want to happen? Uh, I agree with a lot of you said. I think Finn Balor's got to go to to SmackDown. I think it's the best way to make him feel important again. And there, therefore, obviously, you need to switch um, Samojo or to to. What Raw. about Bailey? Bailey, I'd do exactly what you said. I would move her. Or the bottom line is, I would turn her heel. I think it's worth giving it a go. 
Uh, but yeah, I would put her on SmackDown too, just because I think it's going to feel fresh. To me, it's, it's harder trying to figure out who from SmackDown is going to go across to Raw. Like, I think AJ Styles should go, because I think AJ Styles has done all that he can on SmackDown. I think, you know, you could even have a Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles feud. I know it's Babyface versus Babyface, but I think Randy people... Randy Orton, maybe. Yeah, I think, again, people like that I can see going across to Raw, depending on how they see the SmackDown deal in, 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 in October with Fox. Other than that, though, I don't know. It's the women that interest me the most, because you're right, I would move Combine Charlotte. the men's tag titles. Oh, dude, I think they should combine all the titles now. I just think they should combine all the titles, and, and you can then just balance them over both shows because all that's going to do is if the world title is being fought over on raw the tag team or the intercontinental belt can be yeah, made a bigger focus on the other show i wonder how long they keep both belts on becky it's a great question man because i don't think that was ever the plan sort of you know when they first started doing this so does she lose you know one to one person does she lose both to one someone is there only one other i don't know i don't know what they do i'm assuming you keep the raw belt on her somehow she'll lose the smackdown belt to somebody over there probably at a pay-per-view or something but like Vince has probably changed his mind on that storyline three times since you started this phone call. So, <laughs> as he as he's wont to do, my friend. But no, I, I I just hope that it's good, and I hope that Shayna Baszler gets called up. I hope that Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai get called up. I called up the Undisputed Era too. That's just my thing. I know I'm overloading it, but I would. I just think the time is now. But we will see. We maybe nobody comes we'll up see. from NXT. But I, I'm excited about it. I think that the fact it's in Canada as well, I think we will get a couple. Bizarro of good shows. Land. I love Bizarro Land. Bizarro Land is my favorite place on the planet. I love how crazy they go. It makes me happy. But no, I'm so thanks for getting me on, man. I, it's been cool. I'm, it's just funny to talk about WrestleMania again a year later. Hell yeah, dude! You got on just by sheer like <laughs> fluke. Know, right? if I, by sheer fluke, you managed to smash it, <laughs> and we'll have to get you on next year as well. Um, but That's yeah, awesome, man. I always love coming on to talk to you. It's a good uh, conversation with someone who's positive about the business. How, dude, right back at you, man. You, I love, I love, again, I just love talking to people that will have their own opinions, but aren't afraid to share them and aren't afraid to, you know, have their own ideas as well. So, you know, thank you to you as well, man. Is there anything else you want to throw out there into the, into the universe before we wrap up? No, man, it's great. Uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll try, man. And like I say, next week we will get back into things properly so we'll do a live version on the wednesday obviously you can check that out youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules um and that's about it really get me on twitter simon316 on instagram as well i've said my patreon patreon.com for simon316 the main thing i need is sleep right now but i can get that all uh, all over the weekend but joe i want to thank you very much for your time man thanks for coming on thanks for sharing your wrestlemania thoughts and for the support of course you're a good guy of course, you're welcome. Love it. Love doing it. Thank you, man. And yeah, we will we'll get back to the schedule next week. So keep enjoying wrestling. Get ready for the Superstar Shake-Up. Keep an eye on Sasha Banks and Bailey. Who knows what's going to go on there? And I will talk to you all again very soon. <laughs> 